Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Market View on Money FM 89.3. That's right. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. I'm Chua Tiantian with your market view. Now, as global financial markets continue to take a beating, some investors are looking for alternative investments to shore themselves against a potential recession. And it seems like private equity real estate assets have been gaining some traction as an investment vehicle that's expected to offer some stability against economic headwinds. But why is this the case, and which geographical markets should we be looking at amid high interest? Interest rate environment. Now, Peter Yang, CEO and co-founder of Q Investment Partners, joins us live. Hi, Peter. Are you there? Hi there, Tian Yes, I'm here. Hi, great, Peter. Nice to have you on our show. And let's get started. Uh, Peter, what do you mean uh, when you say private equity real estate assets? How does it differ from, say, a unit of REIT per se, apart from the fact that it's not publicly traded? I think if we uh, thank you, Tian Tian, for having me. Uh, I think if we start with the basics, right. Uh, private- real estate is essentially investment into real estate by the private markets hmm. uh, rather than the public markets like REIT. Um, and as you mentioned, uh, REIT is publicly traded, um, is liquid, and generally has uh, many features uh, that are like equity. Uh, and so the price of REITs can obviously go up or down um, through the market volatility. Now, private equity real estate, uh, on the other hand, um, seeks to invest in the underlying real estate itself. Is typically an investment that is in medium to long term, let's say five, seven to ten years. And the investment strategy is to ultimately capture the investment uh, reasoning uh, of the underlying real estate. So, for example, uh, at QIP, we invest in UK student housing, in Japan residential living, as well as US uh, residential living. So, when we invest in sectors, ultimately, we are seeking to obtain uh, investment returns from underlying real estate sectors, which is, of course, the uh, sector. Uh, so I think um, at the starting point, these are important distinctions, particularly um, in the current uh, volatile markets that we're seeing again. Hmm. So, um, Peter, to what extent do you think private equity real estate assets are popular among investors and what type of investors, really? Because I understand it's mostly high net worth individuals. Yeah, so, so you know, in, in the current list, we're seeing uh, markets are, are very volatile. Uh, I think the two or three things that uh, is in the top of investors' minds are, of course, inflationary pressures, uh, the cost of debt, and of course, the geopolitical uh, uncertainty, which is causing market volatility. So, in that regard, what we're seeing is is a lot of reallocation of um, you know public uh, equities and public markets into. Uh, these private markets, and one of those is, is uh, real estate private equity. Um, and I think we're seeing this globally, uh, this particular trend. It's, it's certainly happening in Singapore. Uh, in Singapore, institutional investors, large real estate invest, uh, investors, right through to um, you know, private banks and, and private individuals, as you say, Tian high net worth in, individuals, they're, they're seeking to invest in these private markets. Um, and in the context of uh, uh, real estate, uh, we're seeing investments, um, particularly in the established country markets like the UK, Australia, US and Japan. And I think when they go into these markets, they are looking for uh, stable uh, stable rental growth um, mm. and particularly uh, they're seeking to address some of the uh, inflationary uh, concerns. And, and finally, very recent examples that we can see of this um, right. has been uh, obviously DIC right through to high net worth individuals. 
Hmm. And so speaking of that, uh, why are private equity real uh, estate assets, right? You have mentioned this earlier, viewed as inflation protected. Uh, let's talk about perhaps the returns they generate. Yeah, so historically, real estate has been a, a store of um, uh, uh, inflationary uh, hedge. Um, and, you know, what we've seen in the past, even in normal uh, market con- conditions, people invest in real estate to, to have that sort of inflationary uh, protection. Uh, now, I think in, in today's environment, it, it's something, you know, many of us has probably never seen before uh, in terms of the current inflationary pressures. So what we're, what we're seeing is, is uh, that there's a lot of uh, pressures in finding uh, investments with this inflation. So I think, keep simple, uh, we all know... Uh, Singapore, um, the inflation pressures right through to, um, you know, the, the, the rental pressures and everyone's probably concerned about their next uh, rental renewal. So when we see these kind of strategies, um, residential living, for example, is, is one where it's a positive investment as rental growth naturally will mean good investments into real estate in the residential living sector. Hmm. Uh, you mentioned quite a bit about the residential living sector, so I want to take a look at uh, QIP as well, right? Q Investment Partners. You focus on the living sector, so what is the rationale behind that strategy? Uh, we do. We, we we like the residential living sector. Uh, ultimately, that means uh, it, it, it's people's home, uh, and as we can see over the last uh, three years in particular, and certainly over the last ten years, the way that people live, work, and play has continued to evolve. Uh, the evolution of the pandemic has definitely seen uh, people's homes as, as, as an important tenet uh, in how we live, work and play. Um, so in, in, in the last 10, 12 years where we have focused in this sector, we've seen that uh, customer demands a good living product, whether you are a student seeking student accommodation or you're a family looking for um, somewhere to live that's central, that's a good product. Um, we're seeing that this has evolved. Um, and particularly in the current environment where um, we're seeing, obviously, uh, cost of debt, inflationary pressures, rent growth will correlate with that um, uh, current concerns. Hence, we really like the sector. And it's about people's homes, ultimately. Right. So geography-wise, uh, Peter, tell us which markets do QIP focus on and why do you choose to invest in those markets? Yeah, QIP, we, we like the developed markets uh, in particular. Um, that's important as rule of rule of law, um, investing in the US, UK, and where it, where we invest um, are, are very deep uh, living sector markets. Um, the UK, uh, the UK and the US and Japan are very familiar markets to uh, Singapore and, and Asia investors. Mm, right. Uh, yeah, so, so we, we like those markets for those reasons. Mm. If you're just tuning in, we are now speaking to Peter Yang, CEO and co-founder of Q Investment Partners. Peter, you talked about this earlier. Speaking of target markets, there's always one market that has consistently been named by analysts. We spoke to here on Market View as well, Japan. Now, analysts say the returns that Tokyo office market has delivered so far has been fairly outstanding. Can we assume the same for the living sector, given that the population rents for a prolonged period of time? Uh, we, we can, Tian Tian. Um, mm. Japan, as a real estate market, historically has been very, very stable and has been resilient, particularly through throughout the volatile market. Uh, and I think much of this uh, stems from the fact that uh, a lot of the drivers are uh, domestic focus and the supply and demand is ultimately uh, domestic focus and necessarily uh, continued on, um, you know, sort of foreign. So in the living sector, we saw this throughout 
pandemic. Uh, people still need uh, homes to live uh, and, and rent has been kept very, very solid. Um, and Japan is particularly a market that, um, you know, Singapore investors uh, like. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, so, so, so we like it a lot. And I guess the one thing to point out as a major driver, we all know that Japan is an aging population, it's a decreasing population, but in the living sector, in urban cities like Osaka, Nagoya, Fukuoka, and of course Tokyo, um, these are really positive markets um, uh, to invest in. Right. Uh, but to what extent do you think the country's ultra-easy monetary policy has helped in terms of the borrowing costs when acquiring those properties? It, it has, and I think that's not the major driver. I think mm. uh, a lot of people see Japan uh, as one market, which um, is probably uh, uh, the inflationary uh, aspects and the cost of debt um, uh, in a different direction to, to the other uh, developed markets. So that's certainly one uh, driver that's um, uh, keeping particularly institutional investors uh, see a uh, value. But I think ultimately, one always focuses on the real estate uh, aspect of things. Um, mm. the, the Japanese yen is certainly of good value uh, uh, presently, but uh, I think the combination of the yen and certainly the real estate drivers uh, is what's making Singapore investors go into Japan. Mm. And currently, as uh, you know, as the U.S. hike rates, there are some countries with low interest rates as well. Any other markets that you think we should be going into for the next maybe one or two years? Yeah, I, I think. Uh, Asia in some Asia markets, uh, in terms of the lower interest uh, rate market, there, there's certainly some value. Uh, I think I would always uh, look at focusing uh, the real estate fundamentals uh, mm-hmm. as a starting point. And if the drivers of uh, lower interest rates uh, help with that, um, particularly return, then uh, that's secondary. Mm. One last question before we let you go, Peter. I understand Q Investment Partners is intending to grow its team in the UK and US despite uh, experiencing choppy economies there. In fact, you're intending to grow the team by year end. So why is this the case? Yeah, I think in the UK and the US, uh, we think uh, strong markets uh, as well as uh, Japan uh, as a business. Uh, we're seeing a lot of value in, in real estate across um, uh, across development projects as well as across the uh, stabilized income. So, so we see an uh, exciting part for us to uh, grow in the UK and the US uh, markets. Uh, and Tian Tian, you, you mentioned earlier, uh, of course, in terms of uh, mm-hmm. uh, inflation and some of the uh, cost pressure. This is something that, uh, um, to the extent your investors are interested in, we, we are hosting a particular segment on that, um, next Wednesday uh, on the 28th of uh, uh, September. So we can certainly speak about that. All right. That was Peter Young, CEO and co-founder of Q Investment Partners. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.